everybody and welcome back to the filling station. Well, well, you're in for an exciting treat today because we've already started talking about something and we just decided to put the mic on. And you know what, we're going to be starting a, who knows how long it's going to take to begin with. It could be one week, it could be several. But we started talking about the book of Ephesians and we're going to start at the end and then we're coming back to the beginning. But Kim's going to explain why, what for, and how we're going to approach this. Why we're wacko. Okay. So I was listening to a speaker recently who was talking about the book of Ephesians. And I thought he brought up a really good point, which brought me to the book of Ephesians, which I have been reading. And his point is... Ephesians 6, so there's six chapters in the book of Ephesians, and it was written by Paul. Yes? Yes. Yes. And and in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, halfway down, so verse 10, Paul says, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And then it goes through, and we've all heard that. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Take on the whole armor. Stand therefore. And it tells you, gird, gird, you know, have your waist girded with truth. And it explains the armor of God. But what this, what this speaker brought out was the word finally, yep. <laughs> which I had never noticed before. And he said, when you're reading a book or you're writing a letter, there's a legal document, whatever it is, finally comes at the end after you have understood everything that comes before finally. And he gave a really good point and said, you know, when we hear this armor of God taught, which... I think there's an argument to be made that when people teach out of Ephesians, they're talking about the armor of God and not much more. Exactly. There's not a whole lot talked about before Mm -hmm. Ephesians 6, right? It's it's the topic of the chapter. It is. And yet, the word finally tells us that we shouldn't even be thinking about the armor of God until we understand 1 through 5. Exactly. Because if you don't understand 1 through 5... The armor of God is not going to work out well for Mm -hmm. you. Um, And so he further, I'll give one more before we jump into Ephesians 1. But he gave one other um, example because, again, Ephesians 6 talks about our fight is is not against flesh and blood or principalities and powers. Um, And he was talking about the wrestling that you always hear about. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And he said... When you are, he actually brought somebody up to the stage and he said, uh, this guy had been a wrestler. And he said, when you wrestled, what was your position physically? What Mm -hmm. was your position? Yeah. And he said, well, you're on the ground. Yeah. And so the speaker said, so how can you stand, which the Bible says stand therefore, and how can you further stand with armor if you're on the ground wrestling? Sure. You can't. No. It's an impossibility. So the two don't even work together. And yeah. yet we hear them together, mm-hmm. but they don't make sense together. So he was saying the problem is 
and, and, and once he said it, I was like, why am I so stupid that I didn't know this before? <laughs> he was like, finally means you need to go back to Ephesians 1. Yeah. And start working that out. Because until you truly grasp 1 through 5 and believe it, your standing position with armor is useless. Mm-hmm. It's useless. You're not yeah. going to know why you're standing. You're not going to know who you are in the standing. You're not going to realize that, you know, you're going to be trying to wrestle, you know, things on earth and all these things where we're seated in heavenly places. I, the reason I don't have to fight principalities and powers is because I'm above them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm on top of them. So I don't even, you know, I see, I, I went to a, a meeting not too long ago, sadly, where this very big international speaker who's known for prayer and prophecy and everything was doing all these interesting gymnastics things <laughs> to with you know moving your arms and making noises in order to make a hole in the he- in the heavens to get access and all this stuff and I was like Wow. I'm already seated up there. I will yeah. actually have to come down from my position in order to do your little foolishness. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. so once, you know, we don't even believe our positioning You're that right. is explained in Ephesians 1. Yeah. Which is why Ephesians 6 has honestly been powerless. Mm-hmm. We've been powerless in the church yeah. hmm. because we don't even understand it. So that comes, the finally comes, after we've gotten the beginning. So let's go back to the let's beginning. Go to the beginning. So I guess this is what our journey is going to be, right? Going through Ephesians mm-hmm. to talk about it. <clears throat> and I guess we'll just all chime in, right? Sure. Yeah. So Ephesians 1, I mean, to me, after I got that understanding, like all of Ephesians has just been jumping out at me. Now I'm like, where is that been on my life? Seriously. <laughs> where did that come from? Um, so Paul, an apostle of Jesus by the will of God, which right there is already mm-hmm. controversial because how many organizations are like, who made you an apostle? And, you know, who is your covering and how many boxes <laughs> did you check and how many years? And yeah. Yeah. Paul didn't do any of that. Paul was just like, here's the deal, dude. Uh, Jesus, the will of God made me an apostle and I'm up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. all that re- religion stuff was just not even entertained by Paul. Anyways, to the saints who are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love how, first of all, I've kind of subtitled or sub, yeah, subtitled most of Paul's writings as inner office memos because as an apostle he's always setting order to things and in my mind of a management background yeah i feel like they're always little inner office memos to the church like hey let's get this in order hey let's get this in order you guys need to deal with this you're doing a great job awesome love you fix it and it feels to me like an inner office memo that makes sense so when I read these, that's kind of how I'm thinking is, okay, this is how he's addressing the team. Yeah. You know, this is how he prays for them. This is how he talks to them. This is how he interacts mm-hmm. with them in 
the you know the Ephesians memo to the staff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so he says, "Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ." I love that. That's how he addresses them. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Yes. All right, so we're on verse 3, and we're already controversial in chapter 1. Because in reality, I would say, and I could be wrong, and please write in the comments in this podcast what you think about this, but who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, most Christians don't live with that mentality. No, we live in lack. We live in total lack. Yeah. So why do we live in lack? Because we don't believe what we are. Right. Who we are. Yeah, we're putting on our armor without believing this. Without, yeah. yeah. Who has blessed us? With, if we believed that, life would be a lot different in America. Yeah. If Christians really believed that, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that talks about your positioning. Yep. It talks about your prospering. Yep. It talks about, um, what else? Your authority. Your authority. Well, your identity. Your identity is huge. Huge. I'm looking at it from the Passion Translation cool. that says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our lord jesus all because he sees us wrapped into christ okay so he already sees us sees us in christ and having to understand how much the father actually loves us because it's already been lavished on us as a love gift. Yeah. How so, many people don't understand how much God loves them? Yeah, right. And, and okay, and then let's back that up a little bit. Because you said, tell me, read it again, how you said that he sees us through Christ. It's all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. Right. Which means he doesn't see Anything but Christ when he, he sees just us. Sees yes, Christ. That's exactly. it. So all of our hand wringing and you know concerns and anxieties mm-hmm. and about I've failed God, he's mad at me, I'm being yeah. punished is impossible right. if you believe this. Exactly. If you believe that he sees you through Jesus, well, he's not mad at Jesus. No. He's not punishing Jesus. No. no. He's not withholding from Jesus. That's right. So how can he do that to you? Right, exactly. He can't because he sees you covered in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everything that we think, in fact, I just posted, I don't want to go off topic, but I just posted something (laughs) like this on Facebook. And that is, let me just read that scripture really (laughs) quick because it goes with just what I said. This is Colossians, I also love, and it says, You who were formerly alienated and enemies in your mind mm-hmm. by your wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. So God was never, we were, we were never God's enemy. No. We thought we were. Yeah. We thought he was mad at mm-hmm. us. We, and this is, he had to reconcile, he's already reconciled us, but we still don't believe it. Right. No, we don't. It's in our mind that we struggle with these things. Yeah. 
has nothing to do with reality. Exactly. Zero. But it Zero. comes back to realizing how much God really loves you. Exactly. And he doesn't see you that way. No. Because he loves you. But how many people, again, think God is mad at them? Right. What, ready to, okay, when's the shoe going to drop? When's the next thing going to happen? Because right. God's got to be mad at me today. And here's it. Here's it. I'm not worthy <laughs> yes. of putting on the armor of right. God. Right. Because he's mad at me. Yeah. I underperformed today. Right. I didn't. I didn't tithe enough today. I've I didn't. Quote unquote backslidden. Yeah, right. I sinned today. Right. And P.S. Backslidden is not in the Bible. But okay, let's keep going. <laughs> but you know, what? I'm just. I just thought of something when you was talking about that, because we're going from from the end of the chat, from the end of Ephesians, back to the front. Yeah. And I just get a picture, and a lot of people use this um, quote. Mm-hmm. When you look at a person, they say, you know, they look really good, but they're just an empty suit. Mm-hmm. And until we apply these chapters one through five, right? you put on that art, you really are an empty suit. You really are. You look good, yep. but inside you're, you're empty, powerless, yep. reckless, and broke. Confused, everything. Well, and not only that, you're losing. Yeah. You're losing. Right. And as somebody who lost in their religious beliefs and in life for a long time because I didn't know the truth, yeah, that is very disheartening. And I would guess that an argument could be made for the fact that so many people who have fallen away from the church did so because they felt like they were failing in their own faith. Yeah. Because it wasn't working. I'm not prospering. I'm not in health. Yeah. My, you know, my kids are whatever. They're falling apart. They felt condemnation right. yes. for this standard of perfection that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. But they felt like they had to achieve it in order to gain God's love. Yeah. All of which is untrue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can't reach that standard. They fall away from the church and think God's mad at them. Exactly. And now they've left the church and stopped tithing. Now have they committed the unpardonable sin? And they, you know, now they yeah. go sick and I'm being punished by God. Right. It just becomes this spiral that turns into quitting. It does. It's no wonder we struggle with so much mental health. Totally. Totally, totally. But if we just believed verse three. Yeah. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing? Then by the time we put on the armor of God, we would realize that we're not putting it on in order to get spiritual blessings. We're putting it on to refuse to lose them. Yeah. It's a mentality. Like uh, um, I, I know I've said this several times, but when I am... Um, ministering to people who have cancer diagnoses, I'll say to them, listen, you are the righteousness of God, which means you are not fighting to get well. You are refusing to be sick. Yes. Because Jesus already died for you. He's already taken on your sickness. You do not have to beg for healing. You are already well. Now you're going to refuse the diagnosis, you're, I'm not against doctors, let, you know, let's go there. Mm-hmm. But you're going to refuse to go down this road and believe you are somebody who Christ died for you to not be. Right. Exactly. 
And so you come at it from a different position. You come at it from, I am not the, the sick trying to get well. I am the well refusing to be sick. In other words, I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm above this cancer. Mm -hmm. Cancer is a footstool beneath me. And now I stand with the armor so my thoughts are right. I believe the truth of God's word over yes. a report of a doctor. You take on a yeah. whole different mindset when you come from a different positioning of, I'm already blessed with everything mm -hmm. I need, and I'm sitting in heavenly places, and everything else is not something I need to, to be mindful of, or not mindful, but um, anxious about. Yeah. Actually, when you believe this, you're anxious for nothing. Exactly. When the word says be anxious for nothing, if I just believed verse 3, what would I need to be anxious about? You can take that to the bank all day long. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Every area of your life is touched by that. Exactly. And yet, we don't believe it. We don't believe it because it's become a mindset and it's not preached. Correct. Correct. And... When you don't have, I think when you don't have an understanding of God's love, yeah. Yeah. and when you don't have an understanding of your identity in Christ, and that you're seated in heavenly places, and that you're shielded by Jesus, so that <laughs> God only sees you as perfect and loved and all those things, when you don't understand those things, you can't even get past your thoughts in order to be an overcomer. Exactly. You can't. Because yeah. you're so busy trying to prove something. Yeah. Not only to yourself, but to all the religious people who are condemning you, saying you need to do better. Well, We're all in the same boat that you are. Yeah. Correct. Well, that's yeah, just it. Because it's become more performance and work-orientated than just absolutely saying, this is what I believe. Yeah. I am seated in heavenly places. Yep. Right. It's, yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. In order for me to disbelieve, I actually have to come down. Mm -hmm. from where I am. But then you also have to yeah. discredit the death of Christ. Totally. You would have to say that that's... It didn't cover me. It didn't cover me, and yeah. we have to go through it again. Well, doesn't right. it talk about that? Is it in Hebrews Is it talks about that? Why, you know, why, why, why do we need to crucify Christ again? It's already yeah. done. Yeah, so if I don't believe it, and that's my mindset, well then, dying on the cross wasn't good enough, so... So when people say, I'm praying and asking God to heal me, really what they're saying is, I need him to get it back up on that cross. Yeah, pretty much. And die again, because the first time didn't work. It didn't work. Because right. it's mm -hmm. clear, the way the scripture is written, you're already healed. Yes. The problem comes with, we don't believe it. That's right. And I understand why we don't believe it. Because there have been times where you pray for somebody to be healed, and they're not. Mm -hmm. And it takes, your faith takes a hit. Yeah. And you're just like, well, I thought they were just the most spiritual, powerful person ever, that God loved them as though he has favorites. <laughs> and I can't believe they died. How did they die? We all prayed. We fasted. We prayed. But <clears throat> that has nothing to do with the fact that all disease was healed at the cross. Correct. That has something completely different to do with who knows what. There's so many scriptures that tell you how you can live long. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many scriptures that tell you what you do to bring things into your life. 
um, or open the door to things. And, and I don't want to go too far down that road. But just one scripture that if people took seriously, life would be a lot different for a lot of folks. And that is where envy and strife is, there's every evil work. If you want to do something in your family to keep health and wealth and everything, stop allowing fighting in your family. Right. Exactly. exactly. Stop fighting with your kids. Stop fighting yeah. with your spouse. That's yeah. how you open the door for everything. Um, I heard a story from a preacher who, hmm. and I, I hope we're not, are we going off track? No, you're good. Okay. Who said that um, he was going to speak at a church and... Um, uh, when he got there, the pastor said, you know, we've just had a loss in our church where a teenager died. Yep. And I've told the story before. And um, and the family's a good family and a good family. You yeah. know, they're good people. Good well, people. Um, we're, okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> and so we all prayed. The whole church fasted and their teenage son died. Mm. And they're just like, the church is a wreck Devastated, over yeah. Devastated. Yeah. And so he said, while you're here, can you spend time with the family and maybe help and figure out you know, mm. what went wrong? Mm -hmm. And so this speaker said, sure. So he went and he had time with the family, I think for several days at lunch. And, you know, what came out of it was, yeah. It, let me say this. What came out of it had nothing to do with God's love. It had nothing to do with Jesus healing at the cross. Mm -hmm. It had to do with a lack of knowledge of the word. And that is that morning when this, this young man had left for school and then he was in, I believe, a car accident of some sort. Um, before he left, there was fighting in the house and mm -hmm. he and his mom had gone at it. And she said something to the effect of, I never want to see you again or something like yeah. that. Wow. Which... Listen, it comes out of your mouth when you're in the heat of things, right? Yeah, it does. Well, the boy was in an accident, blah, 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 blah. Um, he did end up dying. And that goes back to the scripture where envy and strife is, there's mm -hmm. every evil, evil work. work. Yep. When we step <laughs> over into darkness through our words, darkness does have the ability to do things. Yeah. It just does. When we're in the light, it doesn't. But one way you do that is by a long strife in your in your life. Is that and then it also turned out the father, the parents were on the verge of a divorce. They were always fighting. Oh, wow. so there was a lot of strife going a on lot. in that house. Okay. So that had nothing to do with God. Right. That had nothing yeah. to do with God's love. Yeah. Exactly. It had nothing to do with being punished. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with Jesus healing people at the cross. It had to do with an ignorance of the word yep. that you wouldn't put a guard at your front door and say, strife cannot enter here. Exactly. Because we will not open any part of our life to any kind yeah. of darkness. Yeah. You know, there's scriptures that say, honor your parents if you want That's to live right. long. That's right. Yeah. You know, there's all these scriptures that aren't kidding. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> and they have nothing to do with God's punishment. Yeah. They're all about choices. They're all yeah. about how you govern your words, your actions, yeah. all of those things. Nothing to do with judgment. Nothing to do with God being mad at you. It has to do with you just not knowing what the word says. 
Well, it just comes from that standpoint, because you know people are going to say when they hear that, how could God let that happen? God didn't let that didn't. happen. No. The people caused that. Correct. They created that. Unfortunately, right. they lost their son through that. Right. And it's, but you know, you, you don't realize at the time, like you say, when it gets heated, stuff right. comes out right. and it's like, you know, wh- wh- what do you do at that moment? Right. You got to gather it back together pretty oh, yeah. quick. You got to pull those things back. Absolutely. Yeah. You set a guard on those things. It's very sad. It is sad. But, um, so, so why does that kind of stuff happen? And, and, you know, what does it have to do with healing? It has nothing to do with healing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the scripture at all. Yeah. It's sad. It's tragic. That family will have a hard time bouncing back from it. Yeah. And the church itself, those that don't understand um, some scripture, will always wonder, well, maybe it was just God's will to take him. See, that's where those foolish yeah. words come in. That's right. Well, God <laughs> must have wanted him in heaven. Oh, yeah. no. no, he didn't. He didn't. No. That's not what happened there. No. But the truth is people don't really want to know the truth. They don't want to know the truth because they know they don't want to be responsible for their actions. Absolutely. Too. They would rather blame God and say, well, God is in control. Yeah. Nope. God was not in control in that situation. That family was. Exactly. And I'm not persecuting that family. No, Listen, no. we all have fighting in kings. Yeah. Listen, we all have families. Okay, let's yeah. just talk about that. <laughs> we all have families. But how we interact in those situations mm-hmm. is completely in our control. Yeah. It has nothing to do with God. Yeah. Zero. God is not in control with what I choose to do. Exactly. You know, um, and, and, and going back to Paul, you know, Paul was always in trouble, right? In the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, pe- I've heard preachers say, you know, that was just God's destiny for Paul, that he was going to be in and out of jail. It was even prophesied. God knew he was going to have a hard time. But that's not true. Yes. Because Paul, which he admits several times in here, was called to the Gentiles. That's where his call was. I'm yes. called to the Gentiles. Yeah. Paul loved his culture mm-hmm. more than his calling. And he went to the Jews all the time. He went to the Gentiles, so he was obedient. But he wasn't supposed to be going to the Jews, too. Just playing both sides of the fence. But he he loved his culture. Yeah. And he wanted to be with his culture, not his calling. And every time he went to his culture and stepped out of his calling, he landed his butt in jail. Now, God didn't intend on him being disobedient and going to jail. Because that's what he was. Yeah. He was disobedient. And now preachers will frame that as, well, it was God's will he was in jail. Nope. It wasn't. But it was prophesied because God knew he was going to choose that. That's right. That wasn't God's will, but God knows us enough mm-hmm. to know this guy is going to want to keep going back and I'm going to have to keep getting him out of jail. But you know what? I love him. Yeah. And I'm going to bless him. And he's going to learn how to write while he's in there. <laughs> and He's going to write a lot of books. And it has nothing to do with me. But we're going to turn it around for good anyways because I know that he's going to keep going back. And we get this all mixed up like, well, it must be God's will. I'm in jail. Well, it must be God's (laughs) will. I got cancer. Well, No. But you know what? God knows that you're maybe not going to stand against strife. And God maybe knows that you're going to go back to your culture rather than your calling. 
And maybe God knows that you're going to do other, not honor your parents or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's going to figure out a way to get you out of that. And you probably shouldn't blame him for you being in it to begin with. And this is what the sovereignty message does. It teaches people to say, well, God is in control. Yeah. And when you say that, you don't have to change. That's very, wow. That's very you That's very don't true. have to change when right. you blame God. Right. That's right. Yeah. So you are going to keep getting yourself into that in over trouble. and over again because you keep blaming God instead of acknowledging what the Word says, mm -hmm. knowing what the Word says. I think a lot of it comes more down to ignorance than uh, blatant disobedience. You know, I think 99% of the time that's probably the case. Yeah. But we keep blaming God, and we never change. And then yeah. we wonder, why does this keep happening to me? What am I? What is God trying to teach me in this? Uh, Don't be stupid. <laughs> choose wiser. Read more Bible. I um, mean, yeah. So all these things, you know, happen, and we think, well, so chapter, so verse three isn't true. I don't have every spiritual blessing if my butt's sitting in jail. How am I, how am I blessed there? Well, let's go back and figure out <laughs> what you might have chosen or what you may be yeah. saying or what you may be doing that is not God cursing you because you're uncursable Correct. as a Christian. I am uncursable as a yep. believer. But I can cause myself some trouble. Yeah. By choosing poorly or not knowing the word, not realizing that strife coming out of my mouth is going to cause me problems. Yeah. This is why I need to learn to control my emotions. Why? Because I don't want to be in darkness. Mm -hmm. I don't want darkness to have access to me. Yeah. I want to stay in the light. So I yeah. need to know the word in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where people get confused. They think, well, the, the devil's after me. No, you got a foot in the darkness somewhere. Yeah. And you need the light of the word to help you get that foot out. It's, you know, years ago when we went through financial difficulties, mm -hmm. um, I, I, used to, I used to blame, I, used to, I would pray and say, God, why, why don't I have any work? Mm -hmm. But I didn't necessarily go out looking for it. I expected mm -hmm. it to be there. Right. So... Our financial difficulties were the consequences of my poor stewardship of finances, mm -hmm. of me really not being actively engaged in doing my part. Mm -hmm. But when we still went through that, God was still very provi providing yeah. and merciful and brought us through. He always provides a way out, yeah. even when we're stupid. Your blessings never stop. Never. The word says, "Of his increase, the of his increase, there will be no end." Yes. So every day, in some area of of life, you should be increasing as yeah. a kingdom person. Could be relationships, could be knowledge, it could be wealth, it could be health, it could be any number Education, of education. It could be learning. All those yeah, things. Yeah. That's part of your blessings. Yeah. Right. So even though we make those missteps, and there's usually consequences to them, Absolutely. he's still going to get blessings to you yeah. because he still loves you. And he's like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to make sure that they have enough to make it, even though 
you know, they're trying to work out their yeah. actions here a little bit. He still loves you. He still wants to, he's still sending blessings your way. Yeah. Um, you might not see them in darkness. Exactly. If your head is in darkness instead of your foot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's still there. You still have, the word is still true. The word is still the word and it is very so true. So when we, and we say this a thousand times, wherever I have lack, I'm missing knowledge. Mm -hmm. Wherever I have lack, I'm missing knowledge in the yeah. Lord. And just this scripture alone could change your entire life if you really believe it. Absolutely. And yet here we are putting on helmets of salvation and have no clue how to control our thoughts or our words. Yeah. And we're wrestling with a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> because we're wrestling, you know, I'm wrestling the devil. We're going to get through those principalities and powers. And you, we have no clue what the word says. No, we don't. You no know, clue at all. We don't. I mean, the, the armor of God is the wrapping on the package when we understand what's inside the package. Yeah. But back to my comment earlier, too many of us walk around as empty suits. Yeah. We look good on the outside. Exactly. But we're powerless on the inside. Exactly. Okay. And then we wonder why... The church is getting hammered. Hammered. <laughs> and believers are walking out the door saying, See ya! Yeah, that's it. See ya is right. Yeah. And the world looks at it and says, Why should I be with that Why bunch? Why should I be like you? Yeah. You're just as much a mess as I am. Exactly. So, good news. We got through Ephesians 1 through 3. All right. Well, that's the start. <laughs> Folks, thank you for tuning in. As you can see, we're plowing through this little by little. And, uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen next time. I don't know. I don't know either. Right? All right. Any final words? Are we good? We're good. Peace we out. are good. Peace out. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week. Bye. We would all like to take the time to thank you for listening to this podcast today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future podcasts. You can also reach us on our Facebook page, The Filling Station. You can connect with us there, you can message us, and we'll get back to you with any information that you need. Thanks again, guys. Take care.